Hey there, thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, wife, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, or medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there is an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I am so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Welcome back for episode 109 of Lymphedema Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Stimware, a fashionable compression cover-up. Lymphedema shouldn't define how you feel in your outfit when you walk out the door. Stemware's one-legged legging provides a stylish cover-up to compression garments, adding protection, confidence, and color to any outfit without compromising your health. Go to wearstemware.com. That's W-E-A-R-S-T-E-M-W-E-A-R.com to pick your pattern. They believe being yourself is always stylish, so style your garment your way every day. This episode will be all about this new fashion product. My guest today, Deborah, she is the founder of Stimware and a lymphedema patient herself. Hi, Deborah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Betty. Thanks so much for having me on. You're welcome. So I want to jump right into this. I love the idea of this product. I have seen it in person. I love the look of it. And I would like to know, when did you first have the idea for the product Stemware? I had the idea for Stemware when I was first officially diagnosed with lymphedema. And I say officially because I was a reluctant lymphedema diagnosis. I went uh, through so many doctor's appointments and so many tests and so many different MRIs and CT scans from so many different places that no one could really figure out what was causing swelling in my thigh. So after going through the CT scan, the MRI, the blood work, the, the vascular studies, and what they said to me, the swelling is in your thigh, but you are fine. And he said, it's not lymphedema because you're not overweight, you're not inactive, and you haven't had surgery near any of your lymph nodes. So that was a common occurrence throughout all the tests, all the MRIs, CT scans, et cetera, until I got to the physical medicine and rehabilitation office, and they focus on quality of life. And for me, that was, how do, I, how do we get the swelling to go down? And what they said to me was, this is lymphedema. And I said, it's not for all the reasons that that first doctor told me. Right. And they said, just try going through lymphedema treatment. Just try. And lymphedema treatment for me at that point in time was going through bandaging. And bandaging is the foam, it's the wraps, it's the foam pieces, it's everything that is not something that you want to be wearing on a day in, day out basis. It takes something that's swollen and makes it look 10 times bigger because you're putting stuff on top of it. All to try and reduce it. I find that most people are really resistant to bandaging because they're trying to conceal or get rid of the swelling, but instead you're taking a leg or an arm and you're literally making it three, four times bigger than the other one. So it's like, okay, this is counterproductive. 
So I can see, I 100% understand why people resist bandaging. It's trickly noticing. Yes. So I hated it from the start, but, but was willing to give it a try because I really wanted the swelling to go down. And unfortunately, or fortunately it worked, which is great. However, the next step for me, it wasn't just taking the bandaging off and going about my life. It was putting on a heavy duty compression garment that covered my right full leg, my midsection and the top part of my left leg. So one and a half garment. And I was told at that point that I would have to wear this garment for the rest of my life. And I was devastated. This garment did not fit with my style at all. I wear miniskirts. I wear shorts. I go out and about in my life. I wear skinny jeans. I you know, wear flats. You yeah. can't wear that. Or I didn't think that you could wear that with a garment. And I hated the way it looked. It had at a point in my knee for flex zone purposes, a what I considered to be a volleyball knee pad that was not pleasant to the eye. And every time I looked at it, I hated it. So to get back to your question, when did I first have the idea for stemware? I was lying on the floor in my closet, looking at all my fun clothes that I felt like I couldn't wear. And my husband said, you got to keep your head up. And so he started doing some research and he said, why don't you create your own fun compression garment? And I thought about it for a second and I said, I'm not going to compete with the best of the best compression on the market, Yeah. but I will absolutely cover it up. And that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) And at that point, stemware was almost immediately born because I found a pair of leggings, bought it and decided to cut the leg off of one of the legs so that it would cover my garment and cover the, the top part of my left leg. And we went to the mall started trying on dresses. And instead of people, instead of feeling like people were staring at my leg, I felt like they were admiring my style and I felt cool, different, fun. And that was the start of stemware. I love that idea because it's, it's honestly a moment that I know a lot of young women have had in their journey. Um, early on in the podcast, I think the first year her name was Kirsten. And she came on and did an episode on her LVA and we had been texting or, you know, social media. What is that? DMing. I'm so old, um, on social, on social media, Instagram, we have been messaging on Instagram and Kirsten had posted, like she lives up North. She's like, it's freezing cold here. All I can wear is shorts. Cause I'm bandaged. My other leg doesn't have lymphedema. Unfortunately, at this time, now she does have lymphedema in both legs, I believe. Um, But at that time, she wasn't showing signs and symptoms. And she was like, I just want to wear my leggings. Like, I just, I'm wearing shorts. It's freezing cold. I look like an idiot. And I was like, girl, go get your leggings and just cut off a leg. Like, just cut off the leg you don't need. And she texted me. I keep saying text, but she messaged me back later and she posted a picture of it. She was like, this is the best idea. So I love that you took something that, I mean, it's a thought so many people have had, right? Like I want to be able to be fashionable. I want to look cute. I kind of want to be trendy and make a statement. I don't want to wear this ugly garment. 
um, and not all garments I'm going to say are ugly now, but most of them, most people start with a beige or something really basic. And so I love that you took an idea that a lot of people were having and you, you made it real. Um, I'm often the person in the room who says what everyone is thinking. And that's what I think you did here with stemware is that you were like, no, this is not going to, this isn't going to win. We're going to win. I'm going to beat this. I love that. Well, I was equally as surprised where it was so obvious to me that I was just going to cut the leg off a pair of leggings that I decided to look to see if it was patented and it wasn't. So I now have the patent for a one-legged legging, which is absolutely shocking that it, that it's mine and that it it didn't exist previously. So I'm pumped about that. It was so obvious. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It sounds really cool that you have a patent because there's a couple of things I would like to patent. I'm like, I don't have time for this paperwork. That is really difficult. So kudos for you for being like, no, I'm going to make this mine. (laughs) So when you're in that moment in the closet and you were like, I'm not going to give up. And so you cut your leg off of your tights, you go shopping. Did you feel like at that moment, your lymphedema, like, I want to know how it impacted your mental health as in like, did you instantly feel more confident walking in that way? Did you struggle with mental health and your lymphedema diagnosis and like body image and things like that? I certainly struggled with body image, just the idea of taking something that was swollen and making it bigger, that whole concept of bandaging, but then also wearing a garment, which is different and accentuates it if you're trying to make it the same. So I was wearing a beige garment and I have, you know, white skin and it's like, I'm trying too hard to make it look the same, that it's clearly very different. And if it was clearly very different, I might as well have fun with it being very, very different and enjoy the pattern that I'm seeing. So when I'm looking down at my leg in a garment and it's beige, I am seeing that it is different. But if I put a fun pattern and I'm looking at my legs, I'm saying, oh, this is fun. It goes with my outfit. And I would have made the choice, like you making a choice on an accessory, that that was what I was going to wear that day. And it was that idea that if I'm nonstop thinking about all the things that are lymphedema and I haven't made any choices because the condition has dictated so many of my decisions, that the one choice that I can make is a thing that I wear over a garment that I'm forcing myself to wear for the condition. And I feel great about that decision and it suits me and it suits my style and it suits what I'm wearing that day. And I can walk around with more confidence in the process. That's the goal, right? I mean, we all want to feel confident in our body. We all want to feel as good as we look or look as good as we feel. However, you know, that goes for you. I just, I love the idea of this. I love that you made it happen um, and that it can help so many other people. And it's not just for women. You also have a line or at least um, maybe more products coming out later, but you have this product for men too. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, all the patterns that are available are available for men and women. Even the smallest size can go to kids. I mean, we have a girl who just purchased it. She's eight years old. She was having so much fun. She knew that her garment makes her different. When she put on somewhere, she said, it's gonna be different. Mine wants to be fun. These are comfy. I was like, exactly. I think that's a great tagline. If it's gonna be different, it might as well be fun. Yeah. So I want to know more about the product. I love 
I think I've said it probably seven times or more already that I love the idea of what you created. I love your resilience to just not give up and to fight back in a way and just be like, I'm going to make this cute. How did you make it cute? How did you get the product? I want to know all about <laughs> the actual tights, or the actual, uh, you call it garment. You say garment, or do you say tight? It's interesting. I call my compression garment, my garment. I call the leggings or the one-legged legging, my leggings. I try and differentiate them for people. So what, what somewhere is different is obviously that it's a, a fashionable cover-up to any garment that's compression. And it's not that it's not that this wasn't available when I got my first compression garment, but I didn't know that colors were available at all. I didn't know the pink, green, purple. I didn't know that the rainbow was available to me when I got my garment. I knew that a beige was available, a black was available, a navy was available, maybe like a burgundy. And I was like, I don't know, beige. It's going to maybe look similar to my skin tone. And so that's what I'll get. And then the minute that I made that decision, I then realized that it's clearly different. So I feel uncomfortable in that. Um, so what stemwear is, is almost trying to mimic the fact that if you put something over the garment, you're like, it's like you're wearing leggings. So people reference that you have an ankle, it's your shoe and then your legging, your ankles, the shoe, your ankle, your legging. And so it's more of a normal experience versus a black legging that goes all the way down to your toe. doesn't stop at your ankle. You still have the, uh, experience of wearing a full tight so stemware is the, almost like the normalcy that I've added back into my attire where it stops at the ankle. It doesn't go all the way down to the toes. So I feel like it's an accessory item. Yeah, no one's going to be looking at your ankle when you've got a pink floral pattern on the rest of your leg. Yeah. They're focusing on the, the thing that's very obviously in front of them. So let's talk about sizes. You did mention um, that there's like 2X is the smallest size. And that, um, you know, has been able to fit um, young girls. Uh, she's eight, you said? She's eight. She's four, eight, four feet, eight inches. And she looks super cute. And then I'm totally obsessed. Um, so that's extra, extra small and it goes to extra, extra large. Okay. And what I've always said is for a lymphedema patient is if your leg is two, three, four times the size of your baseline leg that you would want to size up so that you're not compressing your leg in a way that it doesn't want to be compressed. So when I wear um, a size small and I'm bandaging, I wear a size medium so that there's more give on the ankle to be able to get it over my foot. That way I can pull it up and it still fits reasonably well. So I have a question about curvy women. How do, how do you, how have you seen that stemware fits women with a fuller figure? Should they size up two sizes? Um, you know, if you got hips, you got a butt, you got a little bit more shape on you. Plus you have the leg, um, that might be a couple size larger than the other. Have you seen any difference in sizing? Um, or does the material kind of stretch and fit and keep its pattern? So two things to address there. First, the sizing is on the website for both waist and hip. And I would say, take the measurements there for sure. At the end of the day, the garment is a legging, so it will stretch. It's not going to stretch so, so much, uh, but it's, it's still a legging. So if you have a legging that stretches, it's a similar amount of stretch. 
It's a polyester spandex blend while still being very soft. So there is give to it. And let's talk about, I talk about the patterns as well. That's what I was about to ask. I want to know about the patterns. So the patterns are really fun for me. It was really important when I started somewhere to offer a wide variety of patterns because I wanted everyone that goes to the site to feel like they've arrived at a page where they get to make a choice for themselves that really fits their mood, their preference, their style, something that they're totally going to fall in love with and wear all the time. I know that in my pre-lymphedema life that going jean shopping was like the worst experience ever because it took so long to find the pair of jeans that you're going to fall in love with and then wear all the time. And I wanted that experience to exist in less painful formats. So I want you to go to the site and I want you to scroll through all the patterns and I want you to, you know, cast your eyes on one that you're absolutely going to fall in love with. You're going to wear, and it's literally going to be your favorite accessory. You're going to wear it with every outfit. You're going to wear it with everything that you do, everything, everywhere that you go, and you're just going to completely make it your own and, uh, you know, put it on, feel great, more confident, and it's going to be, you know, comfy and stylish. I'm actually looking at the patterns right now while you're talking. Um, Dawn is like a animal print and I would rock that. I would honestly wear any of these, um, but as you were talking, I did giggle a little bit because I would like to know if I can submit a pattern that has my face on it. That would be so great. You know, <laughs> headphones I and all. Consider it, but <laughs> I think that it might be a limited run unless we know who you are. It's it's true. I, I don't think very many people want to wear my face on their butts and their legs. I- Lymphedema Podcast is made possible by the support of Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Dr. Jenna Wishnu at Lamb Vascular and Associates, Juzo Compression, and MediUSA. For more information and to browse previous episodes, visit the Lymphedema Podcast website. Um, Haley is fun. I think what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually going to be ordering a pair of Haley stemware leggings because I'm going to rock these to camp watch me this summer. And I've been eyeballing Haley's uh, pattern for a while. Haley makes most people look fantastic. Also being the presence of Haley makes most people look fantastic. (laughs) So Deborah, since you have been wearing your product stemware, how has your mental health changed? How does living with lymphedema impact you now? When I was first diagnosed with lymphedema, going through bandaging, wearing my garment and not necessarily adopting stemware immediately. So I was trying to still figure that out. It was questions from others. What did you do to your leg? It was the stares that I felt from others that were like daggers, uh, constantly questioning, am I doing the right thing? What else do I need to do? Am I sitting too much? Am I standing too much? Am I walking too much? Am I eating the right things? Am I sleeping enough? Do I have the right stress relief techniques? And um, then the whole body dysmorphia thing where every time I looked in the mirror, I just felt like what I was seeing was not what was actually there. Um, So I was nonstop thinking about all the accommodations while also going out into the world and feeling like everyone was questioning me about what was going on, whether or not I knew them or not. And once I added somewhere, 
full time into my wardrobe. It was that choice that I was making for myself that really changed the game. It was walking outside with confidence in that choice. And like I had a, a fun outfit. But what was most important about that decision was that it changed the conversation that I was having with the world, that the world was having with me from a negative one of what did you do to your leg? When are you going to get this thing off? You know, do you have to wear that all the time to a positive one? You look so cute. That style is so fun. I didn't know that one-legged leggings were a thing. And it was a much better conversation that we were able to have. And I didn't even have to mention lymphedema at all if it was a stranger on the street or if it was someone who was complimenting my style and would ask me more things about it, I could then educate in my own way and not feel like I was being bombarded with questions about what was going on with my medical condition if I didn't want to talk about it. So it was like a coat of armor, but also like a fully expressive accessory. It allowed you to share on your own terms, which yeah. is something that people with lymphedema are robbed of because it's so physically obvious to anyone who looks at you wearing either a garment or if you're bandaged and if you're not and your limb is just significantly bigger, they're like, oh my gosh, did you know you're swollen? Your leg is huge. Your arm is huge. What's happening? It's like, yeah, yeah the, you know, I was just trying to not let anyone talk to me about my swollen leg today, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> right. And I loved receiving compliments from non-lymphedema patients because it allowed me to understand that what I was doing by wearing stemwear was normalizing our differences in a way that celebrates them. I was able to put a fun pattern on something that I otherwise would have fixated on and fussed with and paid way more attention to when in reality, I just wanted to be a normal person walking around the world in a normal type way and having fun. And you've done that. And not only did you do it for yourself, but you've made it available for people everywhere. And so I want to share the website. It's www.wearstemwear.com. And if your computer tries to autocorrect it, like mine has done a hundred times, just make sure you come back and listen. W-E-A-R-S-T-E-M-W-E-A-R. And they can find you guys, uh, social media. Are you on all the main pages? Yep. We are on Instagram at wearstemmer.com. It's where we do a lot of our chit chatting and then also on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to wrap us up for today. I want to hit on a couple points, um, that stuck out to me. These may not be the same points that are going to stick out to other listeners. Um, but from our conversation, what I clearly heard from you is that as a patient living with lymphedema, that moment where you took your leggings and you cut the other leg off, that was life-changing. I would say that you, at that point, the switch flipped and you were like, okay, I am not going to let lymphedema run my life. I'm going to take control. I'm going to run the lymphedema from here on out. So I like that. I want to just go ahead and give you a gold star for that one. If I could in person, I'd give you a little high five or fist bump or something. And then talking about the impact of style on our mental health and our body image. I don't think we talk about our mental health 
the struggles with body issue enough. You know, we talk about nutrition, make sure you're fueling your body, make sure you're resting, make sure you're relaxing, you know, ask for help when you need it. And those things help with our mental health. But I think people most commonly say that as a, like a disability thing, like, oh, you need help. You need to rest. You need these things. Well, I don't really buy that notion necessarily. Some people are at different degrees of lymphedema. And I understand that there is a disability associated with it, but the mental health aspect of it and the body image aspect of stemware is addressing something that isn't, that hasn't been addressed before. So I don't know how else to say it other than you're taking control of your lymphedema and your life. And that includes your mental health and your body image. And it's not just the normal, make sure you're drinking water, make sure you're eating good food. You're taking it to another level that relates, that is applicable to so many men and women who have lymphedema. And you can fix the physical aspects of lymphedema where you're already paying attention to those things and further empowers you by handling the mental health aspect of it through your fashion choices. And I love that you say you normalize differences in a way that celebrates them and that drop the mic podcast over. I think that's amazing. Thank you, Betty. Do you have any final words of encouragement that you would like to leave with the audience today? Being yourself is always stylish. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship in a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about stemware fashion Remember, if there is a topic you're looking for, the website has a full library of podcasts. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.